This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, I got a thumbs up from Eddie. That means we are good to go. Thank you, Tom Izzo. It's great to hear your voice. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. I have a, a cramp. A stomach cramp. Is it usually uh, right around the 25th of every month for you? or It is not my period, <laughs> Jerry. But it's weird. Like, I've been having cramps only at work. Like, that's uh, weird. A couple of days ago, I noticed, and I was like, huh, maybe. I was like, what have I been? What do I eat? That could be. And when I make my oatmeal in the morning, my 625 a.m. oatmeal. Like, Clockwork. Like clockwork. I put uh, organic maple syrup in it, which is fine. That works. Yeah. And then I was also putting chia seeds in it. Okay. Maybe a little too much fiber. Right. So then I, I Googled chia seeds and I said, oh, if you have too many, if you have too much, it's got a lot of fiber in it, I mm-hmm. guess. And that if you don't have enough water, it could give you stomach ache. Well, you drink a lot of water, though. That's what I thought. But then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do no chia seeds. So yesterday I did no chia seeds. I was fine. Today I did no chia seeds. Bad cramp. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It happened after I had my rice cakes with powdered peanut butter. You hear yourself. But I eat that every day for months. If not years. Yeah. So it shouldn't be that. Maybe you have gas. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Like it hurts. Yeah. That's. You think I have stomach cancer? I hope not. No, I don't. No. If if you You end up with stomach cancer, I give up. You know, they say. I've heard this, Jerry, like when people have very tough situations in life, yeah. you know, whether it's something, their own health, their parents, their yep. children, sure, you'll hear sometimes people say, God only gives you that which you can handle. I think God knows I can't handle anything. So I've been fortunate because I couldn't. Yeah, that, that's a, that's, I don't care for that phrase. Yeah. God only gives you what you can handle. What does it even mean? I'm not sure. Doesn't mean any. Again, it's just people trying to make themselves feel better. Right. And if I'm in that situation, I'm sure I'll be doing that too. Right. But let's be honest. No one can handle cancer. Yeah, I can. I can't handle any bit. I can't handle uh, staying in the city tonight versus <laughs> going home and eating. Maybe my... you're having anxiety. That could be it. But I'm actually feel relaxed about it. Oh. Even though it's completely off of my. It is. Usual. But it's not a late night. It's not a late night. We got a hotel. Right by work. Right by work. My dog is taken care of. Yeah. Well, that reminds me yesterday, Jerry. I took my dog to the dog hotel. Yeah. And um, it, it, I brought the dog in there, and the dog immediately peed on the on the desk. Oh, maybe she was not happy that you were leaving her somewhere. Well, but this peed was on the, the desk, like uh, the the wall of the desk. 
Oh, I got but you. But it's got to smell like dogs in there. It's all dogs. True. That is true. And here's the thing. The last time I brought her to the dog hotel, when I got her back, I was expecting, you know, this this huge welcome from her. And she was very cold. She was very cold to me. Like, she looked like she didn't even know me. <laughs> it took her a little while once I got her home for her to warm back up. And what is going to happen Friday afternoon? But when I, and, and the last time when I brought her, I had to, like, kind of pull, pull her cherry through the front door and all this stuff. This time, went right in, excited to go in the back. So... Maybe she was mad, not mad at me that I brought her last time. Maybe she was mad that I was picking her up. Okay. I got to say, though, I felt good about her being happy to go to the dog hotel. You know what? It's a good place to be. Yeah. I'm sure they take care of them. It's fine. It's two nights. All good. Yeah, they all seem to be people that like dogs. And she uh, she had to be, eval- which I do appreciate, They they she had to be evaluated to see if she can... Sure. Be in an area with other dogs, yeah. which the other places didn't. That I, I, I don't do that. What kind of amenities? Do they have a gym? A pool? They do have a pool. How about a masseuse? You can get all that stuff That's if you awesome. want. Is I'm this not... the place on Route 35 in Oakhurst by any chance? Yes. Greenleaf. So funny because that's one of the first ones that appeared when, no joke, when my little guy, when he was like three years old, was so into Anna, and he still is. Yeah. I, I suggested... Create a pet hotel. Oh, what is that? I'm like, I'm telling you, it's a great idea. And that place popped up. I'm like, oh, someone took my idea. Yeah. We wanted to call it the Patel. We talked about this on the yeah, podcast yeah, the years dog, ago. The dog hotels. They're hotel huge. for pets. Jerry, you got to see the pricing. For, uh, they're reason, by the way, they're, they're, I think they're reasonably priced. But if you want to overdo it. You can. Yeah, they have a, a menu. That's like anything in life, though. It's it really insane. Is. You want to go to a you want to go on a vacation. You can go to a nice normal named hotel, get a regular room, you know, whatever, hundred and seventy nine dollars a night, or you can go to the Ritz Carlton and right. spend eight hundred dollars a night in the same area. Correct. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. And how you choose to spend your money. Yeah. And it is funny the the amount of money people will spend on their pets. Oh yeah. Like I spend money on my pet because of things I need to do. Right. But this is like full on pampering of your pet. It's crazy. Listen to this. At least think of it this way. If you ever just don't want to go pick her up, you know she's in good hands. She's in good hands. She is very good hands. Yeah, yeah. And what's weird there, too, at that point, but the thing I did like about this place when I first called the book, I was looking online, like, the size rooms for mm-hmm. the dogs. And Bigger I was than like, your condo? Uh, it's about the, about the <laughs> size of my living room. And they have these different things. So when they asked me what kind of dog it was and what did she weigh, they go, oh, she she would probably be most comfortable in this room. And it wasn't the best room. Right. Which I I liked that they didn't start me at the best room. Sure. They were like, ah, the smallest room, probably not good. You know, she's a bigger dog. Right. Blah, blah. But I was all prepared for like, yeah. I'm going to have to get the best room. Yes, I would so they agree. So did, they did a nice job. I good appreciate for you. I'm that. I'm glad. I'm glad yeah, that worked was, out for you. I was very happy. Then they sent me a, a dog report card yesterday. Oh, boy. After a few hours? After her, they did the evaluation of can she play oh, with other dogs. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. Which I appreciate because people bring uh, aggressive, you know, pit bulls yeah, and sure. all these other dogs that have a bad reputation, Jerry. Yeah. Even though I've changed my tune on pit bulls. Right. So they sent me a, a report card with a picture of her with other dogs. This is like Rudolph. <laughs> oh, so great, Jerry. They go, uh, Whimsy. Whimsy did great on her evaluation. 
She particularly liked Max and the give me the names of two other dogs. There you go. Who she really became friends with. And while she initially didn't want to go out in the yard, with the encouragement of her new friend Max. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Come on. I loved it. I loved getting the report. I'm looking now today. I was like, when is my next report card coming? Imagine if you're actually a parent. Yeah. <laughs> you might actually like it. Well, this is the other weird thing uh, about, you know, dropping a dog off at a place, right? And then I, I think back to um, when I was uh, in a relationship dating uh, Angie, who had a little boy at the time. When yeah, You got it, along with very well. We got along with very well, but when when I first met her, he was only seven months old. Okay. And she had to work. She had to go when to work. Up, he was eight months. <laughs> <laughs> He was actually four. No, I'm kidding. I hung in there on that. On I know that you did. Um, but she used to tell me, and I guess I didn't really grasp the situation, only until now comparing it even to a dog yeah. and how you... Like, she used to tell me when she would... She had to go to work, so she had to drop a baby off at daycare. Sure. And, she, and then even uh, when the kid is one or two, and she said when the kid used to cry, like, the parents have to do this. It's crushing. You're dropping your kid off and the kid's crying? Dropping off with strangers. Right. Yeah. Well, I You're could... now walking a mile in her shoes. But with a dog, it's such I a lower that. level. It, no, it, it's not comparable, yet yeah. it's comparable because at least you can see that side of the relationship. I could not imagine dropping a kid off, a child, yeah. who's crying and doesn't want you to leave and can vocalize, doesn't want you to leave, and then you having to get in the car... And go to the could to work. I know. What when that is rough. We had Matthew back in two thousand four. Yeah. The idea for Kim was to go back to work after three months, and she didn't want to do it. And I couldn't. I was working overnight, so there was no way that I could come home and be up all day. So we were trying to work out. Maybe he went somewhere for just a couple of hours. Let me take a nap. I'll get up. I'll get him, and then I'll go back to sleep when she gets home from work. And as it was getting closer and closer, she's like, I can't do it. Like, I can't imagine just handing him off somewhere that I don't know. Like, my parents worked. Her parents were. It just didn't work. You know, we could have figured it out. Ultimately, she wound up staying home. My point is, it wasn't really until he went to preschool that she had to deal with that. And it wasn't as an infant. It was as a four- or a five-year-old. Yeah. And we were very lucky. He was like, all right, see ya. It was no problem. The little guy, no problem. The only time we dealt with it was when Matthew went to kindergarten for the first time. It was almost as if that was a little bit more of a jump. There were a lot of kids going in at the same time. He didn't want to go. But I went to that school. My brother went to that school, so we were very comfortable with it. And But it was heartbreaking for her, even as he was seven. Yes. Not seven months, seven years old. She only dealt with it one time, I believe. And because then Joseph, when he went to that school, had Matthew to walk him in. Yeah. And it was like, all right, guys, see ya. There's no problem. I couldn't imagine dropping off a three, a four, a five-month-old, a six-month-old. So, and no disrespect, it's, a lot of these places are amazing, but they're still strangers. Right. And you're just handing over your infant. Yeah. See in nine hours. Yes. Tough. But, yeah, the one thing she used to say, though, that was good is when she went to pick him up. Sure. He didn't want, like... He wasn't ready to go. Like, yeah. he was having a good time. Yes. But still. If that takes a few days, but yes. once it happens, it happens. Right. But, man, that, that you told me about those drop-offs. Very, I would say, in, in another weird comparative way, when you take a 6- or a 7-year-old or a 9-year-old or a 12-year-old and you say, we're moving to another state. Yeah. 
you know they are going to be terrified, nervous, angry. And then three days after they're in that new school and they met a couple of people, everything's fine. Right. Boy, oh boy, that anticipation's got to be just brutal for yeah. them. The anticipation and then seeing it those first couple of days yeah. of it being rough. 100%. That first day in has got to be just horrible. In a new school where everyone's got friends and you're the new guy, oh, terrible. Right. Yeah, I could not imagine that. Yeah, really tough. And some parents, it's not even a discussion. They just do it. Well, sometimes if you've got to pay the bills, you got to do it. Yeah. Have military kids. Imagine how hard that is. Right. Go from different country to country, let alone state to state or city to city here. And then in some ways, though, having that experience as a kid makes you much more adaptable as an adult to changes. For sure. But it's a rough uh, it's a rough go when you're getting the experience. Sure is. Nothing easy about it. <clears throat> we talked, Jerry, yesterday about you. You had talk, brought up the new, uh, the new season of the Letterman interview show on yes. Netflix. Yes. And you had uh, seen the Kevin Durant one. Yep. Uh, uh, an article came out. I haven't watched these yet. Okay. About the one he did with Will Smith. Okay. Now this was filmed prior to the Will Smith. I figured, yeah. Smack of Chris Rock. But here's something interesting that came out of this interview, which was done before that slap. Will Smith told Letterman he had a disturbing vision after having a psychoactive drink. He had like, I guess, some sort of psychoactive drug drink. Okay. He told the letterman this. So I'm drinking and sitting there, and then all of a sudden, it's like I start seeing all of my money flying away. My house is flying away. My career is going away. My whole life is getting destroyed. Some people think that was like a premonition as to, although his life is not destroyed. Nothing is destroyed, and he's made a hundred millions of dollars. Yeah, but I guess he probably still feels weird about the slap now. Oh, there's, I would think there's humiliation, embarrassment, whatever word you want to use, no question. Yeah. Depression. He did a stupid thing. Then how about this? He also recalled in the interview with Letterman an episode from his childhood uh, and uh, also was in his uh, book, Will. I've always thought of myself as a coward. When I was nine years old, I saw my father beat up my mother and I didn't do anything. And that just left a traumatic impression of myself as a coward. I can imagine. So maybe I that also you do as a played nine-year-old. In. I don't know what you're supposed to do, but right, you can't do I, anything as a nine-year-old. I could imagine seeing that and feeling yeah. horrible for the right. rest of your life. Absolutely. And then is that something that got triggered when maybe. Uh, you went up there? <laughs> maybe. It's a, it's that that still is one of the odder things I've ever seen because admirable on one hand, right? Defending your wife, bizarre on another because their relationship is so strange. Yeah, there are so many reports about her and her extramarital affairs. So you would think, well, why does he care so much then? And also strange in that this is par for the course. When you go to these things, you know the biggest names are going. It's like a roast. The biggest names are they're going to be the targets, right? And lastly, what he said wasn't the most horrific thing ever, right? Comparing, I don't know. I, there's so many layers to that where I can go from good for Will Smith to what adult and everywhere in between, right? It was it was on many levels, very much so. And any you can pick a side and defend it. Right. I do believe that. 
Oh, I don't know. That's up. One's the front. One's the back. I think one thing's very clear. That was not made up. No, the people who still think that's fake is strange. Well, I don't strange. know if he still thinks it's fake, but clearly people did in the days after. Yeah. That 100% was a real right. live moment. I think Eddie believes it's fake. Yeah, I don't. Fake there's, news. There's too much crap that's come out from it. Yeah. So I don't think so. I'm with you. Bruce Springsteen, Jerry, has announced a tour. Next year. Next year. Not this year. Next, Next year. Next year. Do you think when you're getting up in age like that, you start looking at dates 18 months in advance at any point you say oh, i'm still alive I, I, that was my thought when i saw this now he's in great shape great shape but he's in his mid-60s he's 72 72 yeah wow okay yeah oh my god 72 hmm. okay then uh yeah so he announced international tour dates but he also is going to announce uh North American dates. For 2025? No, no, also for 2023. So the North American arena dates are supposed to start in February. Arena, not stadium. Arena in February, then the international tour, then uh, back in August for stadium dates. Got it. Well, this guy's going to be all over the place. Right, Like, and that's the other thing I was thinking, like, again, 72 years old, you really want to travel for... All of these dates, like, and again, well, they're he's traveling in high class, correct? Private planes, uh, suites and hotels, right? And he's probably what would you say he's making per show? A couple hundred thousand dollars a show. I I will tell you this. I know because I saw the the numbers a couple years ago. Now he hasn't toured in a couple years, so it could be even more. It was a million a night, a million a night, a night. Yeah. So if he adds fifty nights. You don't want to do that, really? Right. Why not? Right. As long as your throat's okay and your energy's good, yeah. why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. I mean, you can make the case you've got enough money. Why do it? I'm going to sit here and say, yeah, that's easy money. Yeah. I mean, please. But it Plus, did... he's got, you know, 60 years in front of him. He needs needs more. To spend. <laughs> right. He is. You don't want the man to run out of money, Jerry. <laughs> but it did get me thinking. I was like, I have to go to one of these me too. shows. I will go, too. Because not that know. he's going to die although you never know but maybe this will be it maybe not interested or not that you he dies but maybe he's you know i've legit, not up for i've it. legit been saying this about paul mccartney for 15 years that <laughs> you have to gone. go right <laughs> and i still haven't gone i'm waiting till he turns 90 yeah <laughs> this is my final tour you think he thought when he would be singing when i'm 64 no. at 90 that would be 30 years prior <laughs> right well that all that for the oh my god I was, where was I listening to? I was listening to uh, Stephen Van Zant in an interview. And he was talking about in the 1980s, in the 1980s, that the oldies acts were from the 60s. Yeah. Like that they were touring as an oldies act. Right. In From the 60s. Right. So an oldies act now would be the early 2000s. Right. And now those acts are still From the playing. 60s are still going. Right. You want to go see, uh, I don't know, the Turtles at the PNC Arts Center this year. I'm sure they're still running around, <laughs> flowing Eddie. <laughs> they might be. From the Turtles. Yeah. I mean, they're they're on the 77th rendition of the Beach Boys, but you can still go see the Beach Boys. It's wild. It's like the Who My Generation. 
I hope I die before I get old talking about my generation. Yeah. Now they're, they're going to die playing. on stage. <laughs> I did see a, uh, a, the opening of a who show from this past month. Okay. It did not sound great. They're great grandparents. Yeah. At this point. Roger, you know, Roger Daltrey didn't sound as good as he, by the way, he looks physically Does in great really? shape. Okay. The guy looks virile. Virile? But, yeah. Like he looks like he's a nice chest on him. Okay. Slim. So we're talking testosterone and HGH. Yeah, he's definitely shooting up testosterone. But his voice didn't sound the same. Maybe he needs to shoot something in his throat. <laughs> right. <laughs> shoot the testosterone right in your throat. Talking about my generation. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Unless they were like, it was like just at the start of the show and they opened with you better, you bet. Right. It just didn't have the, maybe it took him a little while to get into it. Yeah. I I really do need to. I'm just, I'm torn by the prices. Yeah. There are so many concerts I really would like to go see. I can't afford to go to 10 or 12 concerts this summer. No. Not at 200 bucks a no. pop. Plus, trying to stay over in certain cases, if it's AC or Foxwoods or Mohegan, they're not all going to be at the Art Center where it's, you know, a couple miles from where I live. It's hard to do. It's just too much money. Yeah. You know, and there's so many I'd love to go see. I actually have a running list on my computer, on my desktop here. Of of people currently on tour, just people you want to see. Really? Shows this summer, yeah. Yeah, I got to make a list. Yeah, it's, but, you know, whatever. You have to cherry pick a few. Yeah, it was, that's why when I was looking at this Bruce International dates, you know, Gina loves to go to Italy. You want to go to London? No, but there's like three shows in Italy. You would go to that. I, That'd I, be cool. I would be, I would be interested in seeing an international Bruce Springsteen show. I've always told you I want to go see the Chili Peppers in L.A. Because yeah. a couple of my friends went and they say it's just different. The whole experience is different. I could see wanting to go see Bruce in Italy, Norway. But, but just like around here when we say, um, uh, you know, is it cheaper to go to... Uh, Yes, go to go watch the Rangers and Hurricanes in Raleigh or yes. go to the Garden. Right. Is it cheaper to to fly to Raleigh, get an Airbnb or hotel, have dinner and come back than it is to go to the Garden? Is it cheaper like if I went if I got Bruce Springsteen tickets for Indianapolis? Of course it's cheaper. Why not do that then? I am with you. Yeah. Well, it's time going to the airport, you have to make that investment in the time. Right. But financially, Guarantee you, you could go see Bruce in other places in this country where it'd be cheaper than going to see him at the Garden. Especially thinking of a place like like Indianapolis, yeah. where everything is in that area, and the your, flight's an hour. Right, your hotel, your the arena, yeah. all walkable. 100%. The restaurants don't need to rent a car. Yeah, piece of cake. Uh, if you get decent airfare, yeah, because the Garden tickets are going to be three seventy five a pop. Yeah, and if you take the train in or drive in, you got to add another. $75 there, too. Right. And if you go to dinner in the city, you're at $1,000 to come see a Bruce Springsteen <laughs> concert at Madison Square Garden. Right. I guarantee you, you can fly to Indianapolis, get tickets for cheaper, and get a hotel for one night, and that will all be less than $1,000. Right. That's nuts, but that's true. Plus, I could drive uh, to Terre Haute to see my old stomping grounds. Well, then you'd have to rent a car. All right. Now it's getting more expensive. There we go, right? Well, you could do that. I'm just saying, there are... That has been proven. Yeah. Remember, where was it? Maroon 5. Yes. Remember, I was going to go before the pandemic. I wanted to take him to Austin or Tampa to see Maroon 5 because it was cheaper to do that than see them here. 
Huh? That's another. You're right. Tampa's another city like that. You're right. The tickets for Maroon Five in 2019, I think, or maybe two, maybe it was the summer of 20. Might have been the summer of 20. The tickets were in the Tampa Amphitheater, and it doesn't seem like a big place. You would know better than me. Could get in for twenty four dollars. <laughs> the tickets we wound up buying in Philly, which and we did go see them um, in. I think it was last summer. Yeah, it was last summer. I think we spent one. It was one thirty two a ticket, and crazy. I didn't think that was a lot, so it was two sixty something to go see him. And I had to go to Philadelphia to see him. Or it was South. No, it was Philly. Philly or no? Camden. Camden. That's yeah. where he went. But it's like, oh, look, good lord. And you stay in a beautiful hotel in Camden, Jerry. Well, we drove down and back. What's weird too is like, when did that? When did uh, those tickets make that leap? I don't know. The secondary market is my guess. But when like that popped. Like to me, Broadway was always very expensive right. to go. Right. This is now like going, it's as much as going to a Broadway show to go yeah. see a concert. And in some cases, more. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. That's a great question. And not that it shouldn't be, I guess. What, what's so great about Broadway that a, a well, band. I never understood why Broadway costs so much yeah. money, to be quite honest. See, I always thought for that because they were small theaters. Okay. And you the know, rent is expensive in New York City, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. And the money to generate. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Don't know the answer. But we've gotten so out of hand with everything. Why not? I mean, even going to, so like we went to Atlantic City. Now you remember this last August for a friend of mine's birthday. Yeah. And the idea, we were actually going to go to the Baha- uh No, we were going to go to um, the Keys. But it was just too difficult getting everybody on this. It was eight of us. Getting everybody on the same page, getting the flights, and who could take care of the kids. For If you're going to go, you're going to go for more than a night. We were going to go for three nights, and then COVID was still a problem, and we really want to book the airfare. So we wound up doing Atlantic City for two nights. Now, ironically enough, my wife got COVID, so I just went for one night myself and then came right back because I was playing golf with the guys, and I didn't stay the rest for the rest of it. But when we looked at what Atlantic City, and we didn't go to Borgata, and we did not go to Harris, so we went to one of the, I would call them the secondary casinos. Nice, it was fine, room was renovated, it was beautiful, but still. That weekend was well over a thousand dollars. Easy. The room was three seventy nine a night. The dinners were expensive. The drinks were fifteen bucks, and you total it all up. We went to Atlantic City and spent fifteen hundred dollars a couple. Huh? And yet, okay. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It does not make sense. And what's weird here too, now now you hear people say about, you know, we're in the uh you know, gas is expensive and uh, yeah. inflation. So you'll hear people say, you should tip more because... But tip me then. Right, we're all feeling Jesus it. Christ, it's right? enough with this whole tip people crap. Right, well, but people want you to tip more because of inflation and gas, but my gas is expensive as well, and we get inflation as well. So would you go to the supermarket? Things are more. The gas is more. Did you you asked did me you the do? other day, have I cut anything? Yes. Well, I would say in the next few weeks, it's very... So I did not hire a pool person this summer. Our pool guy left midsummer last year. They moved. I was planning on getting someone this year. You know what? Not doing it. I will handle it again myself. It's a pain in the ass, but I'm not paying it. I'm now contemplating cutting the landscaper. I can cut the grass. Right. You know, not that that saves a lot of money, but... Every couple hundred bucks helps if things are going to continue. I can't. 
paying five. I saw gas in Marlboro today, yesterday. I'm sorry, in Colts Neck yesterday for five thirty a gallon. That now, weird that, station, yes. <laughs> and you know the one I'm talking about. They're fifty cents ahead of everybody. I don't why? understand yeah, why. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. But just seeing that, I mean, I would have thought four dollars is crazy. Yeah. Just seeing that number, like, where does it end? So we're doing 400 miles a week just going to work. At some point, I'm going to try and make up because it's become at $5 a gallon. And four, I mean, all of a sudden, gas is costing me $120 a week for my tiny little car. Right. Well, something's got to get cut soon. And then, because gas is expensive, the landscaper raised his rates. Right. Well, guess what? I'll cut my own grass. The hell with your tip and your service. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's weird. It's a, it, it, it's amazing how much gasoline price. affects everything. Yeah. It affects everything. It affects you because now you're not going to pay the landscaper to do it. Correct. I might It not. affects the landscaper because now he has to raise his prices at a time when people are looking to cut. The, it's it's it, well, You it's raise like rates cycle. like this, it hurts small business in the worst way. Yes. that's And you raise taxes, it hurts small business. That's why I, I, I get... I'm not getting into conversation about economics and upper class, all that crap. But it is true. If you're going to raise taxes and rates and all sorts of different crap, I get the rich guy is the one that's benefiting by the tax breaks, but so is the guys under him because he's got the money to pay you. Right. I thought Boomer brought up a great point that that time. It it was a while ago, um, maybe like a couple years ago. He, uh, Eddie called him bougie or something sure. with, uh, uh, cause Boomer said uh, that, uh, about, about a landscaper, mm-hmm. not paying a landscaper. And Eddie was like, wow, you don't, you don't have to, you can't pay your landscaper now. But Boomer said, but, but that's now that's affecting a small business. Yes, sure is. But even, even to bring it back to sports for a second, this is why I get nuts. I really do. When we attack owners for making so much money, whether it's the NFL or Major League Baseball, the player can walk in. Let's take baseball for an instance. The player can walk in and say, the last five years, I've been awesome. I want $35 million a year. And the owner, in a lot of cases, might be backed into a corner and has to pay it. That ball player can then suck balls for the next nine years and laugh his way to the bank. Meantime, the owner's stuck paying that contract because in baseball, it's a guaranteed contract. And oh, by the way, the owner is the one that is employing not a few dozen people, thousands of people, giving thousands of people medical insurance, vacation time, running a ballpark, has to pay the utilities, has to pay the taxes. It's not as simple as, well, the, the owner made 30, you know, a billion dollars. Maybe on paper, but I guarantee you, in a lot of cases with these teams, they're underwater. And a lot of it is paper money and having. Yeah, they might have the equity that if they sold, they'd walk away with. But in terms of operating cash flow, I'll bet you for a lot of these owners, it's really hard. I don't mean the Jerry Joneses. I don't mean the Steve Cohns. I don't even mean the Steinbrenners. But for a lot of sports owners, I think it's really hard owning a team. And yet we rip these guys to shreds. Well, what? which way do you want it? I would God. love to look at accounting books for like a, like a Jerry Jones. I like, don't even know. Where do you start? I don't know. You start with his oil business? Or even just 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 the Cowboys. Just the Cowboys. I would just love to see, you know, what it costs to run the stadium, what they take in from the stadium, what it costs to run the team. It's gotta be insane. Sure. It's no doubt it's insane. Yeah. And and they're making money. The Cowboys are a global brand. Sure. But 
he is employing a crap ton of people. You think he uses TurboTax to do his taxes? <laughs> I what do I what do I think? I think he's got one of the biggest accounting firms in the country, right. and they've got a an army of people For that sure. work on their taxes. Absolutely right. Year round, they're probably just the Dallas Cowboys accounts. No, and that's right? probably one of their biggest accounts. Right. It's a billion. It's a five billion dollar franchise. That'd be still great to watch. And Jerry Jones gathering all his paperwork, sitting down, <laughs> downloading TurboTax. Mm-hmm. Good morning. What do I need? Premier version or the? He's like, I'm gonna get deluxe. Mm, did you have real estate sales? <laughs> Earnings four point eight billion dollars, and then the calculator goes to you owe us three billion. Right. <laughs> All the numbers going crazy. You you owe money. Well, you got so great. Oh my god, absolutely. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm up program. All right. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow on a Thursday, and then Friday we're in Belmar, New Jersey at DJ Sewell. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Alexa, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't right, suck. Go. It is 5.02, soon to be 5.03 and 5.04. You know how that goes. The Eddie Scazzeri, not so ugly. Handsome, 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 and across from me, he is handsome, too. His name is Al Brandon Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning, Jerry Recco. Uh, what an exciting... Now, listen, we probably didn't see it. No, no we didn't see it. What an exciting Mets-San Francisco Giants ball game. If you live in the Bay Area, you got... Or if you were Evan Roberts or Sal Licata, who were up until God knows when. Yeah. Tremendous finish. Tremendous Not finish. Not a Mets fan. No, I mean, listen, the Mets lost the 13-12. Yeah, but, but when he, you come back from 8-2 down and take a three-run lead in the eight, and yeah, you got to win the game. But listen, uh, I would love to be at a game where 25 runs are scored. Oh, this oh, is right up your goodness, alley, Jerry. 100%. I agree. This is my kind of ball game. Yes, it is. Now, I don't know what time this game officially ended. but I'm I'll, actually ch- – it's funny. I'll, I'm checking I'll that tell right you this. Now. When I got up at, uh, at 2 and started uh, going through some sports news, th- there was no story written yet in, like, the New York Post right. about it. 
Yeah. So yeah, that happened very late, Jerry. So this game last night that started at 9.45 went four hours. So it ended around one, well, three hours and 55 minutes. All right. So around 1.40. Okay. Yeah, so if you have the MLB app, I would urge you to go watch the condensed game. Yeah. Nine minutes long. You got almost everything in there. It was just, it's just nice to see that when the Mets uh, are losing big, they still, they're hustling, Jerry, for infield singles. Yeah. They're getting things done. They're not quitting. They're playing the game the right way. Yes. They call that buckball. That's what people say. Do you think that, like, people say, will say that that is because Buck Showalter's the manager? I think that's, yeah, of course. You think so? I do. I. Th- it's kind of what I asked Boomer yesterday. You know, you can have a young manager, I think, if you've got a very young team. So let's say you have a 40-year-old manager, and most of you guys are 23. That's fine. They can still look up to him. He's still an older guy in the clubhouse. When you have a veteran team and you've got a first-time manager who's 38, 39, I don't know they're even listening to him. You get a guy now, it's kind of like you and the airline pilot. You get a guy that comes in that's got a track record, a resume. I know he hasn't won a World Series, but he has won everywhere he's gone and has turned franchises into legit playoff teams everywhere. He comes in with some clout, and all of a sudden, everyone's looking to buck. Like, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, that guy's going to rule with an iron fist. I think it matters. I would let I would let Buck Showalter pilot a plane I was on. He'd be, again, right up your alley. White hair. Yep. Seen some things. Been around the block. He's not 90, but he's Correct. not 28. Yeah, yep. I, I understand. I I so there's a, this guy's going to be the pilot? I'm in. You feel good about it. And even if I had turbulence, you know what I'd be like? The guy up front's got it. Depends he's on got, how bad the turbulence is. He's got white hair. Yeah. Seen some things. Been through turbulence before. He's, I guess. He Knows is. what it's all about. He's been around the block. The uh, problem with the Mets last night was their, their bullpen. Well, and, and Chris Bassett. Right. <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> right. The Mets pitching, not good. No, no. I think the only one that actually did anything last night was Adam Adevito when he got one out. <laughs> oh, that was a good job by him getting that the one out. Pretty much it. I mean, you look at this. Jolie Rodriguez doesn't record an out. Drew Smith, terrible. Bassett, terrible. Edwin Diaz, terrible. It was uh, Nagasic was the only one that actually did anything positive on the mound. So Bassett only goes a four and a third. Yes. Gives up eight. Earned runs. Correct. Eight in four in the third innings. Then I saw you so, three homers. Who hit three homers? Well, you had Tommy LaStella hit one uh, for the Giants, and you also had Jock Peterson hit three. Again, a guy hits three home runs in a game. This is going on this year, Jerry. It's not even uh It's Memorial. the year of the, uh, the, the trio of home runs. Yeah, it's not even Memorial Day weekend. Remember last year, the year before, was the no-hitter? Yes. And we were like, no hit or no hit. Now it's just like dudes, random random dudes hitting three home runs a game. It certainly would be the, seem to be the case. Yes. Now, Jock Peterson, who uh, did this, who, by the way, had a had a rough play in the outfield. Yeah. Uh, the, defensively. But I'd walk in the dugout and be like, dude, I hit three home runs. <laughs> he did his job. So shut your mouth. He did his job. Hit three home runs, had eight RBIs, this Jock Peterson. Yeah, it's a pretty good day right there. Said he spoke with Barry Bonds before the game. Yeah, Bonds told him to shoot up and just hit the ball. Exactly. I'm <laughs> going to give kidding. you some uh, HGH and steroids, and you just swing <laughs> for the fences, my friend. Just kidding. That's good. But that is ironic that he talks it to Barry ironic. Bonds, and then he hits the, I think he used his bat. The Bonds bat? The Bonds bat. The Bonds corked bat? He took it out of the suitcase and gave him the Bonds bat. 
Jerry, what did you think of Jock Peterson's performance? That's pretty good. <laughs> he had three freaking home runs. Yeah. Mets had a chance, though. They really did. It's so, it's so weird to see like a number like seven in the inning frame. <laughs> yes. So let's run like, make a quick rundown because I'm sure people hearing this, uh, they may be just getting in their automobiles, Jerry, to head to work. Yeah. And there's no way they stayed up for this game. I would think many did not. That is so true. the Mets lose right. 13 to 12. Uh, Edwin Diaz gave up two runs in the ninth after getting two quick outs, by the way, Jerry. Bump, bump, bump. Two outs in the ninth. Yep. Uh, gave a, uh, I know you don't like walk-off, walk-off single to Brandon Crawford. game winner. We had a game-winning RBI Game-winning RBI. The yeah. Mets were down, yeah, around the fifth inning, they were losing 8-2. to two, So they were down six runs. Yes. But took an 11-8 lead in the eighth. Mm-hmm. Then that freaking Jock Peterson hit one of his home runs. That ties the game. But then the Mets come back and score again. Again. Yeah. By the way, Mets had two triples yesterday. Yeah, Lindor had a big one. Lindor had one, and uh, let me think who the he other He drove one. in six runs. Lindor. Yeah. Yeah, he had a nice game. Yeah, had a couple of hits, a, a triple, a home run, drove in six. Now, not as good as Peterson, who had eight RBIs. Yeah. But you have six RBIs in a game, you expect to win that game. Kind of like when Aaron Judge hits two home runs and Garrett Cole goes eight innings. If I tell you that before every game, you think they're going 100-0. and Absolutely. And the Yankees lost that game a couple of nights ago. Yeah. So it happens. Yeah, it was an exciting game, but uh, 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 Mike Yastrzemski. Yep, that's your guy. He's got a pretty sweet mustache. That's your guy. Have you seen his mustache? Uh, Dom Smith also tripled. Dom Smith, that was it. Yes. But and Starling Marte, uh, uh, infield hits. I mean, guys are running balls out. Yep. I know we got like, you know, Brandon Nimmo loves to run. Yeah. He'll even run out a walk. This is a hustling team. Yes, that's what I was getting at. Jerry. A hustling exactly. team. That is a hustling team. Now it's it didn't. I listened to Sal driving in. Yeah, and I get it. It's a it's a hard loss, no question about it. Let's relax. Yeah. I mean, the callers doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. They the, they came like back the, multiple times. I I agree, and it was and it wasn't just him. It was the callers too. I mean, there was some of the callers were like maybe this will be the point. Maybe the high point of their season was taking that lead in the. In the inning with the seven runs, and now it's all downhill. Guys, let's just relax. Go win today. You still won the series. Yes. I mean, come on. Not only you win today, you won the series, and you had a, you you hung in there. I don't yes. take moral victories in baseball. I do. Because, it's such a long season. Because it's such I, a I long agree season. With you. Now you can't in September when you're coming down the stretch. Right. A game like this, and yes, I know today's game counts as much as it does of in course. September. But when the games are dwindling and you don't have much time to make anything up, a game like this might really hurt you trying to get that postseason berth or to win a division. I agree with you. It's May. Take the positives out of what they did because 8-2, they could have just said, you know what? Roll over. Let's go out. We're good. We're in San Francisco. We'll come finish tomorrow. And they didn't do that. Right, like when uh, the Giants kept losing last year and the year before and the year before, <laughs> and I'd hear Giants fans calling and going, we played, I, was, I was happy even though we lost. I was, no, you only have 17 games to do to do that in. <laughs> this is, it was so fun to watch. I, I know I watched it in somewhat fast-forward mode in the condensed game version, but it was a fun game to watch. Like, you still feel like the innings matter, even down to get – down two outs, you still can rally. Uh, Gary Cohen was still very yeah. excited during the games. It was nice. Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? Even I even liked some of the post game stuff. Buck Showalter seemed to 
be okay. Not that he was okay with a loss, but that how they kept coming back. Yep. Edwin Diaz said he was so confident when he was getting the ball. He was like, oh, game over. Yeah. How'd that work out? Not good. <laughs> they got the first two dudes. Isn't that amazing how that happens? And then like, and then that happened to the Mets though the other night when they were down True. to their last out. Right. You're No, you're right. And then, and then here we go. Yeah. It's hard getting that last out. It sure is. Yeah. And the Mets even had to face a Kenta Colby type pitcher last night. I forget his name. But he was throwing submarine. He was submarining it. There's not many of those guys left. We think at some point, somewhere along a submariner's career, a coach would go, stop. Agreed. And I think that's why you probably don't see it so much anymore. Yeah. Everything is so at the youth level through high school. Like if you show up to a high school tryout. Yeah. And you tell the coach you're a pitcher and you drop down and throw like that. The, if your <laughs> first five pitches aren't perfect, the coach is going to be like, what are you doing? I'm some submariner. Right. So I think it's very hard to work your way through the ranks from a kid through high school into college or the minors. Like, you better you better be good at it. <laughs> I would love to show up to, like, a tw- like a 12-year-old Little League and I'm just, I am just show up as a 12-year-old just submarine pitching. Those those other kids wouldn't know what was gonna come, Jerry. Um, well, submarine pitching and a submarine pitcher that can throw a good slider. Yeah. So if you drop down for a right-handed batter, the ball's coming right at you. So you're saying and I'm a right-handed pitcher. You're a right-handed pitcher and a right-handed batter. Right. I'm submarine in it. It's to me the one spot. You know, how a lefty curveball to a lefty batter is almost impossible for the lefty to hit off the outside part of the yeah. plate. That to me is the equivalent. The submarine right-hander. Throwing a slider to the right-handed batter on the outer edge. It's impossible. Really difficult. Submariner, Jerry. Yeah, who is it? Steve Ciszek? Is he one of those, one of those guys pitched for the Marlins for a while? I think so. Yeah, and when he's good, he's good. When he's bad, terrible. I only know Dan Quisenberry, Kent Colvin. Those are the only two into, cares. Those are the only two people who dominated with it. Trying to keep it into today's. Today's game? Yeah. No one's watching those. Get you no, yo, you just said that was a great game last night. That's the game last you want to watch. There's always an exception to the rule. Last Holy night was a great smokes. game. You're funny. So that's cool. Now today we get a 3:45 game. Yeah, today's fun too. From this standpoint, you get a kid making his first career start. Is that Thomas right? Zapucky from Tom's River. This Tom's River, they're like uh, pumping out baseball players. I suppose I so. Get down there and start scouting. Now he had. I was looking into him a little bit. He at one point was the Mets' number four prospect, I believe. Left-handed, I think he's a left-handed pitcher. Uh, but then he had season-ending surgery in I forget which year, either last year or the year before. I forget recently. But he's back. He's healthy. He does have one career appearance in the majors with the Mets. I don't remember it. This is his first career start. And ironically enough, the Yankees have someone making their first career start. J.P. Sears. So if you're a Metter Yankee fan, here's your future tonight. Zapucky and Sears. Zapucky. Yeah. Who is uh is he going against uh do we know he's going against you know, anybody any good? That's a great question. Let me, I, Jerry, let me tell me I'll, I'll open up the app. I should know that and I don't have that on I'll me right now. I'll open up the Jerry, when you have the MLB app on your phone, do you change it to your favorite team's logo? Jacob like Junis. Jacob Junis. Mhm. I yeah. Got a low ERA for the Giants. He's 1 and 1 ERA of 2.7. He's making the start against mm. Zapucky. And uh, Sears, who's the Yankee J.P. Sears. He goes up against uh, um, Wells. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Wells. Wells. Yep. Tyler Wells. Yep, yep, yep. So Dude. it's a it's a big day for, like, up-and-coming hopeful stars. Yeah. Listen, I would like to see the Mets win this one. 
For the Gipper? For the Gipper. <laughs> exactly, Jerry. That, that, I was at the Gipper's hospital bed. This you would be... Win one for me today. <laughs> the afternoon game. This would be go win this this would be a good series win against a good team. You had it won, you blew it. Now come back and redeem yourself. And let's hope Zapucky goes longer than two innings and gives you Come on, Zapucky. Yeah. Lefty, we'll see. And he is lefty. I just checked. Zapucky the lefty. Someone, yeah. I think one of the Peterson home runs went into the uh water. It's called McCovey Cove. Yeah, that was cool. That's where Kevin Burkhart became I really believe that's where Kevin Burkhart became a star. Because he went out there? When he went out into the McCovey and went out into McCovey Cove in the canoe, that was everywhere. I believe that was on SportsCenter. Is that right? I, I believe it was. And now he'll be calling a Super Bowl. There yeah. were two, Yes. There were two moments I remember for Burkhart when I felt like I became a star, whatever you want to call it. When Willie Randolph got fired, he was with SNY, and he stayed up all night on that trip doing the reporting. And I remember all of his reporting and com were everywhere. And then McCovey Cove, that was kind of like the, I don't know if it was ESPN top 10 or not top 10, but funny. And the video was everywhere. I can still remember him. And doing the report, That's what a great concept. So that was the, oh, right. Remember the Mets made Willie Randolph go on uh, yes. the road trip? And then, and then they fired fight. him when they got to <laughs> California. Yeah. You fired. Go back. Yeah. Sorry. Here's your fight. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck finding a hotel. <laughs> Do you remember the guy, the the Kim Jones when she was on Yes Network when the guy ate the pork it, chop? It, of course. He, was it a pork chop or was it the big drumstick? I think it was a pork chop. Was it? Yeah. I think it was in Minnesota. I think, oh, really? I thought it was Kansas City. Or you, Kansas City. Yeah. I don't remember. What, yeah. But she was doing a stand-up report and holding a pork chop, and a guy came <laughs> running down the steps and bit the pork oh, chop. Oh, I remember. That was another one that got her on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I like that. So, all right. You mentioned Kim Jones. That can take us to the Yankees, which we will do next. Yankees uh, did win last night as they beat the Orioles, but it wasn't easy. It was actually, they were trailing late. Uh, that and a whole lot more. Rangers won last night, too. Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. All right, Al's rocking it out on a Wednesday, 525. A really difficult, tough Met loss that ended about four hours ago. And the Yankees did win last night as they beat the Orioles. I don't know if that's where you'd like to go next, but they and they lost like a million players to injury. I did see that, Jerry. They uh, Glaber Torres had a nice night for himself. Yeah, a couple of home runs. Couple of home runs. I think the better night is uh, Jose Trevino. Yes, Jose Trevino. Yeah, he three had, hits uh, and a home run himself. And I think we got a John Sterling call. Someone was telling me about he he all yes, and we will do that coming up at six thirty. Okay. He also had a game tying RBI single in the seventh. He also had the game-winning RBI single in the 11th. They also, and then uh, during the seventh-inning stretch, they put a uh, rake in his butt, and he uh, walked around, and, I mean, he did everything last night, Jerry. The guy was raking the field. He was, They had him doing everything. Was he doing the YMCA he during that the uh, seventh inning? He They had him go up and play the organ. Oh, <laughs> man. That's pretty good right there. It's a big night. That is a big, big a night. It is a very big night. I see Araldus Chapman has hit the uh, IL. Well, a few things last night. So Chapman, which was not a surprise. We talked about that yesterday. So they put him on the IL with the sore Achilles. You've got LeMayhew gets scratched before the game with a sore wrist. And John, and I was watching the game at this point because they say, um, well, Giancarlo Stanton is going to be uh, pinch hit for by Floriel. I'm like, huh? Why? And then Michael Kay goes, 
That can't be good. I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have been part of the game plan. No, and he was right. He came out of the game. What was his deal? Tightness in his calf. Yeah, right calf tightness. Yeah, so that's three guys that, uh, and, and I don't even know, is Gallo even off the COVID? Not that, whatever. Yeah, I haven't heard of from him. Is he him. even off the COVID list? I don't even know. Don't know. So, very interesting night, though. You yeah. Know what? After we've been singing Michael King's praises. Right. He gives up the three-run homer to Rugi. Um, you're thinking, right, you know what? Tough one. And you feel bad for Jordan Montgomery, who was in line for a win, doesn't get one. But they come back and win, so good for them. Hey, good for them. Um, also, Jerry, real quickly, just to uh, just because this has to keep going and going and going, the Josh Donaldson uh, situation. So, oh, I got some good stuff on that. All right, I have the. Uh, do you have the? Oh, White I have Sox, the audio. Uh, the White Sox. Joe Kelly. Yeah, White Sox reliever Joe Kelly got in the mix, and so he was on his thoughts in studio on the score in Chicago. In studio. In studio. Well, that's pretty good. And I'll tell you, you can tell that I forget the hosts who they were. But they clearly have a relationship with him. Like, they're very comfortable. And there was this running joke how many times he would curse and they'd have to use the dump button. Yeah. I'm about eight minutes into the interview. He's already used the dump button eight times. <laughs> eight uh, dumps. Yeah, which is actually kind of funny. Um, at one point here, he's talking about trash talking, and you can tell the hosts have – the cursing's kind of got to stop. It's just natural. It's not like I, like, plan to do that. Right, right, right. Like, I'm just laughing like, what just the – yeah, you got you got to stop cursing, or they are going to actually have an aneurysm on the other side <laughs> of the class. It didn't end. Like, he continued to drop f bombs throughout the thing. But I'll give you a couple a uh, couple of things here that were funny. Number one, the Donaldson comment. Yeah. About what he is, they were talking about how this guy's on five different teams, not well liked, and you're talking about the whole um, Tim Anderson situation, like. They're not friends, and that's what this guy does. Now you're saying it's a person you hate? The guy's a douche. Like, that's terrible. No one would ever say that. And that's just his reputation. 100%. <laughs> that's then, just douche. Now this answers your question. What was your problem with Aaron Judge yesterday when he was asked about the Tim Anderson situation? That he didn't back his uh, teammate. And then you were talking about how have you seen anybody on the Yankees back his teammate? Correct. All right. So then they, they ask uh, Kelly. What does it say to you that you guys all rallied around T.A. and there really hasn't been a Yankee contingent coming out and supporting him? I mean, because everyone... <laughs> Would you support a loser? No. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I told you this on Monday, that this guy is not well-liked. Uh, Remember? I love just... It's so refreshing <laughs> to hear athletes, current-day athletes. Yeah. Bad mouthing other athletes. Oh, yeah. It's so great. This guy's a trash talker. Yeah. So I'll bring you back. So apparently That's over the douche. weekend, he picked off. I didn't see the games over the weekend. and We were running our own games. He picks off Aaron Hicks at one point at second base, either Saturday or Sunday. I forget which day it was. And he starts yelling right at Hicks as he relayed the story. That a baby, Aaron. What the f*** are you doing? <laughs> I said, way to go. I said, you're such... I said, you're such a stud that a baby. <laughs> he just loves to, to give it, to, to dish it out. How did you get the, did they bleep the audio? No. So how I did, did you get the raw feed? Because it's a, it's an Odyssey station. So okay. I went to their website and I downloaded the interview and I listened to it. Oh, so they put the interview up there with the curses yes. and everything. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know what they, I don't know what they dumped on air. Yeah. But what they recorded in the studio, the the full feed, they posted. And there's no rules why you can't yeah, on the course. internet. Yep. 
So I think, like I said, in eight minutes, I think he's up to eight F-bombs and a couple of other questionable words. What I like is he didn't say Josh Donaldson is a douche. He goes, that's douche. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's douche move. Is that the, this one? Now you're saying it's a person you hate? Guy's douche. Like, that's guy's the douche. <laughs> <laughs> that's douche. Yeah. So I right. maybe this ends it. I don't know. I we don't no, know. I don't know. But the one thing that is very becoming very clear to me is that this notion, first of all, Donaldson's clearly trash talking. They're not friends. I have not seen one person that's come out and said, oh, these guys actually have been friends in the past. They don't like each other. So whatever. I still, I don't think it's racist. It's annoying. And he oh, seems like an annoying douche. Again, this is the type of guy that you couldn't stand in right. high school. Yes. I agree with that. Oh, agree. yes. Very annoying. But that's what I said Monday. I, I think he's, you know, four, is it four teams in five years. Guys can't stand this guy unless he's hitting home runs. That being said, I do enjoy when he hits a home run, Jerry. Well, like you like the long ball. Chicks dig the, the long ball. <laughs> chicks and I do. <laughs> that's we right. both me and chicks. <laughs> Jerry, the Rangers, which uh, prior to this Mets situation was my number w- on the top yeah. of my show sheet. Yeah, it got bumped. We got a new series. We got a new series. The Rangers have tied the series at two. They won four to one. So pretty good. Uh, very good. Three nothing going to the third. Yeah. And Igor Shosturkin had 30 saves, which seems like. They didn't get a lot of shots uh, well, uh, over there. What I I watched a lot of the, I, I watched the third period until uh, about a few minutes to go. I saw the very end of the second. I saw a lot of the third. Rangers blocked the. They just gotten a lot of shooting lanes. So while the official number is thirty one, the hurry it wasn't for a lack of effort. The Hurricanes were trying to get the puck to the net. I thought the Rangers just were very good defensively from the part of the game that I saw. All right, is that fair? That is fair, Jerry. Remember, now, you can shoot the puck. If it goes wide, that's not a shot. Right. It has to be. Shesterkin has to save it. It's got to hit him. It's got to be on net. Right. He's not going to go diving for a puck, Jerry. That's not going to score. Correct. I see that the uh, Hurricanes, they just they don't win on the road. Right. That seems to be oh, their problem. Five on the road, six and yeah. oh at home, I think it is. Yeah. And the Rangers have won, I think it's five straight at the Garden now. In so, the playoffs. So now two to two, it goes back to Carolina tomorrow. Right. And then at the Garden Saturday. So tomorrow, Boomer's talking about tomorrow's Thursday, right? Correct. Talking about going to dinner because we'll There's be down no the shore. Way Boomer's going to dinner now. Or you got to change dinner to six o'clock. Well, I, I know this game's starting at seven or eight tomorrow. Yeah, I um yeah, I have it at seven, but this place uh has TVs. Oh, that you're going to? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, here's the thing, though. It's that's fine. If it was like, if this was for me, the Cowboys. Yeah. I want to be home, being left I alone. Agree. I want to watch the game, and I want to. I, I I don't want to watch it in a restaurant. I don't either. So we'll see. We'll see what he does. We'll see what happens. I think I can see what you're going to do. What's that? Influence him to. Go back to the hotel room and watch the game. Boom, you would really enjoy this in your hotel. It'd be great, though. The hotel doesn't have whatever channels. What's that, ESPN? Yeah, that's... Now they yeah. have ESPN. I would think every place has ESPN. I love when I still pass by, like, uh, little motels uh, down the Jersey Shore. they say we have ESPN or HBO. <laughs> uh, free Wi-Fi at HBO. Oh, Ooh, you have home box office. <laughs> Let me stay here. Can you at least say we have HBO Max? Right. <laughs> and ESPN? You really, if you think about it, 
If you're a hotel these days, instead of putting that crap on the bill, say that you have Netflix. Yeah. We have we have all streaming services. And adult movies. The really old school, right, adult <laughs> movies. The really old school ones have the, still the old signs that say color television. No, they don't. There are still some Come that on. exist in America. That say color TV. Color TV. No the really old school ones. Color Where? TV, air conditioning, home box office. What, in a town in Mississippi with yes. a population of 14? Small towns, Jerry. Come on. Listen, if you want to keep your old school vibe, you have to keep the old signs up. Uh, I suppose. It is 2022, though. It is. I mean, come on now. By the way, the Rangers, since they won last night, Jerry, I saw a, a hype video from Rachel Brosnahan. You could tell. Oh. Rachel, you could tell. That'd be a good hype video. That would be. She was the one involved with Tiger, right? Tiger Woods, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan, the actress actress who plays the marvelous Mrs. Mizell, Jerry, she dressed up in a Ranger uniform and did a hype video. I guess it worked. Nice. She's a very big Ranger fan. I guess she goes to all the games. It wasn't just a... So we got to get Rachel, uh, this uh, gal again, to do a hype video. Do I think we should do today? <laughs> I think at some point today... Yeah. Whether it's you or Boomer or Eddie or G, we should have you in front of the desk here, mm-hmm. and I should grab at your ankles and relive the Knicks Heat <laughs> fight at the Garden from years ago. Because I'm noticing with this poison ivy around my eye, yeah. I look like Jeff Van Gundy with the bags under my eyes. You have poison <laughs> ivy under your uh, right eye. Yes. Just... How's it feeling? Is it itchy? Yeah, it's killing me. You got to scratch that, Jerry. Just you... keep scratching. No. It feels good. I'm using Cordaid, which works. Cordaid? For... Yeah, which does work for a little while. The anti-itch cream for poison ivy and yeah. all those things. It, But it's wearing off because I put it on at 2.30. I got out of the shower, 2.45, whatever it was. It's wearing off. No, you need is uh, the stuff we used to use when we were kids when you get mosquito bites, Caladryl lotion. Yeah. It looks all pink on your skin. I don't want to do that. I'm going to try and pass it. never that. worked, by the way. My mother would put Caladryl lotion on my mosquito bites. Still itchy. Yeah. Didn't do nothing. Right. It's it's a gimmick. That did nothing. Robitussin as a cough syrup did nothing for Most me. Most over-the-counter medicines yeah, don't do, do much. They do crap. Yeah. Oh, we got to take a break. Put some Tussin on it, Oh, I will tell you, the Mucinex D, yeah. which is behind the counter, oh, did work. That's how you know if it's behind the counter. That that did work. So, All right, quick break. It's 536. We still have a ton to do. And then Boomer and Geo join us at the top at 6. I'm fan. All right, coming up on a quarter to six. Nice to have you with us. We are midway through the week, and you know what happens at the end of this week. We've got the kickoff, the summer classic, the full day. It does start at five with us, although no one wants to say that. Uh, and then, of course, Boomer and Geo, six o'clock. We go to uh, DJs in Belmar, straight through uh, Tiki and Tierney, and then, of course, Carton and Roberts, and then summer is on. I just hope the weather doesn't suck. It is on. Yes. Well, so, Jerry, the weather can't ruin Memorial no, no. Day weekend. It can it's and has. still exciting. No, it's not. I'm sorry. When the weather oh. stinks, it's not exciting. That's it true. stinks. We had lovely weather last weekend. We did. Well, it was hot, but it was nice. Uh, Sandy on Twitter, Jerry, says, uh, tell Jerry to make a paste with baking soda and water. Takes the itch away and dries it up. Really? About your, uh, your poison ivy under your eyeballs. What about toothpaste? I don't know about that one. I've been told toothpaste will burn, and I've never, no, I guess I did try it once. 
that it will burn away a pimple or other issues as such. They also say toothpaste will clean a mirror very nicely and your headlights. On headlights? Your car. Yeah. You know how those headlights get like uh, really weird? Like, like that? foggy looking. Yeah, yeah, foggy looking that if you uh, use uh, toothpaste on it. Have you tried that? I have not. Okay. But you got to use the regular paste toothpaste, just the regular kind. Like so we're crest. going old school, I was going to say Colgate, yeah, the white Colgate paste. Colgate or Crest, but none of this all like... Uh, you know, gel and not an aqua fresh, not aqua fresh. <laughs> aqua fresh reminds me because I like it how it's got the the different gels interspersed. Yeah, that come. Seems reminds refreshing. me of the old and I, I maybe you did this, maybe you didn't. Back in the day, you weren't so uh, conscious about your eating. Did you ever your mom ever buy the peanut butter and jelly all in one jar? I've seen it. We never bought you that. Never tried it. It wasn't great, yeah, but it was kind of a novel idea and a, like a novel item. And yes. my parents, once in a while, my mother would buy it. But that always reminded me of the toothpaste. Yep, Aqua Fresh and peanut butter and jelly in one jar. Loved Aqua Fresh, yeah, but not the peanut butter and jelly in one jar. Now we heard we we know that the lightning uh, just swept the Florida Panthers, right? Yes, Jerry? correct. It was not not even competitive. They just whipped. They them. clobbered them. Clobbered them. Yeah. Supposedly, there are rumors going around, and it's all the rage on all the radio shows down there in Tampa, that the Florida Panthers players, before the final game where they lost and season over, they were at the Tampa area strip clubs. Why not? They were down three games to none. Until what, 3 a.m. What difference does it make? Strippers and porn stars. But, yeah, they're probably right. at the Mons Venus. So let's talk about that for a second. All right. They're out till 3 a.m. What time was their game the next night? Probably 7 they're fine. They were on the road. Were they on the road? Right? Yeah. It was, it was in, in Tampa. Tampa. So it's not like they had to go home and get their kids to school where they were up. They got home at 3 and were out at 7 a.m. They were away. Right. They were able to sleep. They were down three games to none. Whatever. That's a good point, Jerry. They didn't have to, uh, you know, go back to the wives and take care of their kids. Uh, kids always get in the way of strip clubs. And that's why Eddie and I refuse to have children. By the way, the wives and the girlfriends do too. They get in the way as well. And those you both have. We do. And and you might even have both. I'm not sure. I have a wife and a girlfriend. Right. We know yeah. Eddie's got the wife. Could have the girlfriend. Could Who have knows? the girlfriend. Who? We don't know. Eddie might have kids somewhere. We don't know. We do not know. So, yeah, so they were saying, like, that's why they uh, lost. That's not why they lost. It was a one nothing game in the final seconds. Going to the strip club. How about they lost because they couldn't score on the power play the All entire right. series? I will say that as well. I think strip th- clubs, power play. I think they had only one power play goal the entire series. I think they were, like, one for 30 or something. How do you not score on a power play? You've got an extra player. Yeah, you know what? Teams try to be too perfect. They try to make the perfect pass as opposed to what the fans want them to do. Shoot the puck! Blast the puck. Yes. Never know what happens when yeah. you put the puck on net. Could always uh, sneak through, Jerry. That is Might true. get a nice rebound right to another dude. Yeah. Now, Zach Wilson says he has bulked up, Jerry. Well, yeah. Didn't Robert Sala call him thick yesterday? Thick. And then backtracked real quickly, realizing the beefy comment last month wasn't so... So great. So thick, beefy. Mm. I How think strong. I think Robert Sala said, he's thicker than a snicker. I don't think he said that. Now, he <laughs> is bulked up. He was, Jerry. Last year, he played at 208 pounds. All right. Which, by the way, when I see Zach Wilson, he looks like he weighs about 160, but 170. He, yes, but he is 6'2", 6'3", is he yeah. not? 
And I guess he has, uh, unlike me, he has uh, muscles on his legs. Yeah, well, he's actually built like a man. So he went from 208 pounds <laughs> to 221 pounds. Right. Says he feels like a better athlete with more weight on him. So this has him listed as 6'2". Now, what goes on? Because here he bulked up with proper food and nutrition. You would think. We heard about uh, the Patriots quarterback. Mac Jones. Mac Jones doing the same thing. What's going on in these colleges? They're not telling these kids how to eat I don't properly? Know it, I don't know. Is it the colleges or is it the the off season? I don't know the answer to that. I can tell you from being around Rutgers, yeah. the kids have a nutrition specialist. They do. And they are given, I mean, they have every opportunity to eat the right things at the right times. Like pregame meals are timed out. Not every college does this, but I'm, you know, around Rutgers, I see it. I, it's still you, you know, if you're going to sneak eat, you're going to sneak eat. Or right on the weekend, maybe during 100%. the week you're eating properly or or you're eating properly around the team in colleges. For sure. Like these guys were. But then. And then they go home and eat a pizza. Like they can't follow you around 24-7. But no. when you're with the team, I know things are handled quite well. Now, that said, I always tell you the post-game meals are unbelievable because now the basketball guys are the ones I've been around. They are fit and trim and cut and it's unreal what they look like. And yet they will eat a large pizza after a game <laughs> by themselves. Meantime, I'm looking at that pizza, and I can feel the, uh, you know, the muffin top getting bigger. It's un- it's really amazing, but they're burning thousands of calories every right. day. So I don't Ought know the answer young, to what you're Jerry. asking, though. I don't know. Ah, to be young. Uh, young and active. I'm also hoping for a huge season from Jets tight end Jeremy Ruckert. You like this guy and his dad, I know. I love this guy's family. Did we establish if you were older than his dad or not yet? Uh, eyeballing his dad, I think I am older. You might be, yeah. So... His dad is so... Uh, he grew up a Jets fan. Yep. The kid and the dad the and dream the whole come family. True. Dream come true. Until he signed the fans with are the bullying Jets. him and they want him cut. Until <laughs> he drops one key pass. <laughs> yes, we saw when he was drafted, the father was doing the Jets chant. Yeah. Now we see video of the kid signing his contract. The dad's there in a Jet shirt doing the Jet chant. I think it's, it's great. awesome. I think it's great. I got to go find the video. But yes, I think that's tremendous. I need this father to go to the games and sit next to Fireman Ed. What's going to be amazing is when this guy turns out to be a Dolphin fan in four years because the Jet fans hate his son. <laughs> like, all yeah. is great right now. But you're right. He drops a big pass in the end zone week three yeah. against New England or Miami or Buffalo, and they lose the game by four points. Oh, boy. I would say, though, for the most part, games don't normally come down to the tight end. So he doesn't have a lot. But remember the Cowboy tight end in the Super Bowl against <laughs> the Steelers? <laughs> Jay Smith. Jackie. Or Jackie Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roger Staubach. Man, he's sitting there throwing daggers at him. <laughs> like, you bum. <laughs> You're only in the Super Bowl. I only hit you in the numbers. <laughs> right in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. So. I got what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. right that, now the other part of that is if there's not a lot, lot of opportunities to screw up, there's also not a lot of opportunities for redemption if you do screw you're up. You're right about that. You're right, and think about all the tight ends. The Gronks made big catches. Yeah. Dwight Clark, you like to point that one out. Oh. Although he was, I always think he's a tight end. He was a wide receiver. Yeah, he had that tight end body. build. Yeah, he had a big was, body. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned that the hard way. By the way, what's that? We had him on. At the Super Bowl, me and uh, Ackerman, yeah, years ago, uh huh. And I remember I called him a tight end, yeah. And he's like, you know, I played wide receiver. I just look like a tight end. I'm like, no, I think you were a tight end. 
Dwight, uh, <laughs> it's a stupid. Maybe I know. you suffered concussions. You were tight end, my friend. My bad. All right, quick break, and when we come back, one last story than Boomer and Geo. Right now, Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on the NBA playoffs. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, we got two more minutes, and then it's the Boomer and Geo show. Mets lost a tough one. Uh, got outslugged by the Giants after the big comeback. They lose. Yankees win. Rangers win. Rangers going to game five at Carolina, even at two and two. Jerry, there was a rain delay in a basketball game last night. Yeah, leaky roof 16 minutes before they started the second half, I think it was. Leaky roof in Dallas. Yeah. It was a big storm, and it uh, leaked right onto the court. Yeah, that sucks, huh? And who gets the call? Get up on the roof and get the uh, what's that stuff that you can uh, you can use the rubber to uh, to patch seal. up a boat? Yeah, get up there with the flex seal. We got a flex seal. Think Mark Cuban sends a guy up there? Yeah, that's that's kind of embarrassing. Sharks, sharks. <laughs> when you know, don't you hate when your when your arena leaks right onto your basketball court? Mark knows what I'm talking about. This uh, is flex seal. Yeah. And uh, I see the NFL owners, Jerry, they're discussing the future of the Pro Bowl. What future? I, I actually saw this headline. Yeah. How about this for a future? Don't do it anymore. Well, that uh, that is actually... Oh, okay. <laughs> that is actually very much on the table. It should be. It's, it's silly. He says uh, they, they want to turn the Pro Bowl, instead of doing an actual game, turn it into some sort of celebration of players. But a skills competition. Yeah, I would love that. I love seeing that one where boomers throwing yes. footballs and... That might be more fun, more, more personable. Plus, probably the bigger name players would agree to go to it. Mm, maybe. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.